0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's the captain speaking.
1: Beyond the Cockpit with Grace McKellar. Hi everyone and thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Cockpit. As always, it's great to have you here. I'm joined today by Maddie Roberts, an ATC assistant at Oxford Airport, and we discuss what her role involves and just general air traffic things. I hope you enjoy. Hi Maddie. welcome to Beyond the Cockpit. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. So starting off, how did you decide that you wanted to be an air traffic controller or go into ATC?
0: I always knew I wanted to do, you know, kind of have a job within aviation. It's a bit of a tricky one because, as you know, with your flight training, it is quite an expensive hobby to have, an expensive job to get into if you wanted to. Um, I, I knew I never wanted to be an airline pilot for some reason. It just you know we have family friends and stuff that do it but mm. it just it's never really interested me for some reason I, I love flying but I just never wanted to have it as a job so my dad flies privately so I spent a lot of time kind of growing up around airfields and you kind of you get to know a lot of people like airfields are very social and you meet people from you know doctors to teachers to ex-airline pilots to ex-air air traffic controllers and that's kind of how I started hearing about it I met a few ex-NATS guys at first mm. um and they kind of they kind of take you under the wing and it's you know oh what do you want to do when you're older (laughs) and yeah one of these ex-air traffic controllers from Heathrow um he took me on a trip to Heathrow tower one day oh my god that's Uh, amazing I know it it was amazing it was terrifying being that high that's my only issue with (laughs) I love the job but I do have an issue with tall building so it's kind of getting around that at first but yeah he um, gave me a headset and they let me plug in and they let me follow aircraft around the room with each person that they talk to and I just from I think from that day on that's kind of I had my mindset that's what I wanted to get into.
1: Oh my god that, yeah, I, can't, really I can't imagine what it must be like in there it must be very active people rushing around I imagine it being like really busy and really sort of Stressful, was it? Or was it actually quite calm?
0: It was. I mean, you see like older movies and stuff of air traffic control, and it's all these like New Yorkers swearing and shouting each other across the room, and it's kind of what I had in my head. But no, it's, I mean, it's a lot more organized than Mm. (laughs) what it was. Um, So you've got, you know, stations for each controller and so you've got ground, tower, all that. um, And they do occasionally just, you know, shout across something, you know, if they've got a bit of information that the next controller needs. um, And you've got, you know, lighting panel operators that will be listening in and doing their job. So it's, it's, yeah, you do hear a lot of buzzing and communication around the room and it does very much feel quite lively, but yeah, not as hectic as what it looks like on the movies.
1: Yeah, so after your experience just going and looking around Heathrow Tower, did you uh, leave school and decide that that was something that you wanted to go into immediately or did you work somewhere else? How did you transition from knowing that you wanted to do it than actually going ahead and doing it. So
0: I I got quite lucky to be fair. I was still in college when I went on that trip. And then I finished college, kind of had a summer of actually working at a gliding club Mm. um, at Wickham. So yeah, I spent the summer kind of being on an airfield and absolutely loved it. And then near the end of that summer, the um air traffic unit there put an email out to all the base operators there just asking you know we're we're gonna hire someone quite soon for an air traffic control assistant job before we put it out to the rest of the world does anyone on the airfield would they be interested so i kind of like perked up up. yeah (laughs) yeah my um the cfi at the guiding club he put me in contact and i I very much fell on my feet with that i got an interview and then yeah within a week i was up there amazing (laughs) very
1: happy so how does it how did it work with you sort of you not having much experience in going in as an air traffic control assistant? Sorry. How did you find like the first couple of weeks? What did you get up to?
0: The the first week or so I, w- I came home each day and just went to bed. I was so there's a lot to take in. I mean, even for your interview, you know, you learn um, airfield procedures, kind of a rough idea about aircraft types and you know, runway lengths and all the and it's yeah, when you first start and you, you don't have a massive clue about air traffic, it's it's a lot to learn and you kind of you need to learn all the emergency procedures and you have to get a rough idea about base aircraft and their registers that you have a familiarity with, you know, who's a visitor and who's mm-hmm. not, what to expect from this guy, what to expect from visitors and stuff. It's very tough,
1: but it's good fun. So how long have you been an air traffic control assistant for? Um so I
0: started I think in Wickham it was 2018, I think. Okay. Yeah, October 2018, I started at Wickham. Did almost two years there and then coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, sadly the reason I had to leave Wickham um, and the whole air traffic unit there sadly got disbanded and they've gone to wear ground now. I started at Oxford in October 2020, so it'll be coming up to three years, almost. Oh, okay.
1: So we probably, we've probably spoken... Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, over over the radio at Oxford which is really yeah. really bizarre <laughs> I've always I've always wanted to sort of put um like a voice to a face if that makes <laughs> sense because I, I remember I went up to the tower someone was going solo for the first time and I could hear everyone talking I was like oh my gosh that's what you look like your voice <laughs> yeah <laughs> things like that it was it was a really bizarre experience so mm-hmm. it's like funny that you you feel the same way
0: Oh, a hundred percent. It's very weird to recognise a voice and then see their face, and it's just—it's nothing like what you imagine.
1: <laughs> so you said you went in as an ATC assistant. Is that the only route in to um, ATC, or are there other sort of ways in? Um, there are other ways in. Um, there's also
0: NATS, which is you know the big global company. There's a whole cadet program, um, and then they'll eventually—you know—they'll sponsor you through the courses you can self-sponsor your way through so um there's where is it is it gloucester um there's a basic course then an aerodrome course that you need to do to become a controller it is quite an expensive course it's kind of similar to pilot training and airline trailing which is why you don't get a lot of self-sponsors the the way a lot of people do it not through nats would be to get a job as an assistant Mm. and then generally any company it's their aim to put their assistants through before anyone else because they already know the airfield that they're working at okay. so they're kind of ideal to get to grips with the airfield work there for a few years understand all the procedures mm. and then come back as a controller and then you already know half of it and all you need okay, to do is yeah, talking, really
1: yeah. yeah so what do you do day to day like talk me through just like an average day um in your, oh, your job today.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> As an assistant, most of the stuff I do, it's like creating flight progress strips. So when you guys book out, you know, you say you're going to do an IFR training flight, um, you give me your routing and stuff. So I'll pop all that information down on a strip and then that'll print off for the controller so they know what you guys are doing. Um, take bookings for, you know, visitors, PPR stuff, people that want to come for the day to have a coffee and then go again. Um, if you're on a morning shift, you come in before the controller and you get all the lights on um you do stuff like test the crash alarms every day which is the most part fun part of the morning because you wake everyone (laughs) up at six in the morning if you're on a late shift we it's mainly admin stuff so you kind of um at the end of each day all the training schools there will give their training requirements for the next day okay so we'll allocate as best we can and as evenly as we can like if they want circuits or instrument approaches and stuff so that each school has got a kind of similar amount one of the main things is just being a second pair of eyes for the controller Mm you've got a few in the circuit and you've got a few joiners you know they don't have eyes in the back of their head no matter how good they are so you know you've got to be looking around if they shout at you to find a plane you grab your binoculars and try and find it in radar radar's quite a fun one um you call london for like clearances on commercial aircraft that are flying to other countries and stuff pairing up squawks if you're on a traffic service or something just getting it kind of type in a um call sign get the squawk in whatever's been allocated so if the controller's enough time for that you'll pair up squawk and stuff and yeah even even in radar it's a second pair of eyes so if they're keeping an eye on two other aircraft that are kind of coming close to each other and you spot another two that might be getting a little bit too close for comfort you'll just kind of shout over to them like oh yeah have you spotted these two um yeah it's just kind of a little bit of everything really it's yeah. um and now the weather's getting better.
1: It's it's a lot of everything, <laughs> but it, it's good fun. It's, yeah, um, no, definitely no is. day is the same for sure. Yeah, I think if if anything were to happen to my medical and I couldn't fly, I would. I really, really consider um, a role in ATC because, like you said, it's so varied and it is. Mm. Sort of you're always just on your toes, which uh, clearly is something that you really enjoy as well.
0: <laughs> Most days, some days <laughs> it's tiring. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, Yeah, you do get some days, like this week the weather's been really, really nice, so most days I've come home and just flopped on the bed for an hour or so, (laughs) but yeah, it's it's the everyday being different and kind of having the unexpected stuff, it just makes it a lot more exciting, really. I
1: love it. So when you go in as an ATC assistant, do you then have to pay for your training to get a certain, do you get licenses or qualifications? How does all of that work? Do you have to have a certain qualification to then go and be like a radar controller
0: um so i mean just getting into my job all you need is english and Maths GCSEs. Mm-hmm. simple as that which is lovely so when you want to go on a course to become a controller you might you, you'll be put on an aptitude test just to kind of test how your brain works and if it is the right kind of course for you before you then go on this insanely expensive <laughs> course and then the way most companies do it, so at Oxford especially, they, they'll they pop you on this course, you'll spend, I think it's maybe six months on it, and then when you come back, you're, you're just bonded for the money it costs, so you'll maybe then be, you know, paying back your t- with your time for a few years. And then, yeah, with the same with Radar or Approach or any other course that you want to go on, it's just, they'll send you on it, and then you come back, get valid, and then pay back with your time again, so you can make your way and progress right up to you know tri-rated controller completely free of charge and you just you just pay back with your time okay so what's
1: a tri-rated controller <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's um it's someone who's valid as a tower controller so only sat in the tower and everything's visual radar controller so you're sat downstairs controlling them with a the little dots on the screen and then approach controller so it's when um yeah if radar shut so you sat in the tower doing a procedural service okay so everything all the separations based on this aircraft's going to climb to this altitude in this certain amount of time and they'll be separated by however much you kind of work it all out in your head which sounds terrifying but yeah. <laughs> <there>
1: <laughs> so is, is that something that you're aiming you're aiming for at oxford are you aiming to become a tri-rated controller <laughs>
0: So special when you say tri <laughs> um, I think one day, yeah. So um definitely. Absolutely. Mm. Um it's yeah, I think it's very much the career that I want to keep with now. It's it's
1: I've I've never had a boring day apart from when the weather's a little bit dull. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It seems more rewarding that you're paying back with your time. Um yeah. I like that idea that the company that you're working with sort of believes in you enough and really wants to still have you on and like gives you that experience so basically yeah you're paying in your experience which is yeah really interesting I thought it was something that you'd every time you need a new rating obviously you'd have to take time off but then you'd have to pay for it yeah um so that's I, I
0: mean some people do choose to choose to go down that route and pay it for themselves and that's you know there's nothing stopping them and it's you know it might be easier for them to go and get another job if they've got that extra rating and stuff so it's, it's definitely something you can do if you can afford it but um yeah being able to do it free of charge is definitely a positive.
1: Yeah. Would you ever in the future could you see yourself back to the start in Heathrow Tower again is that something that you'd like to do? If I can get over how high it is then
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah it's, um, everything was a little bit dizzy for the first five minutes but no it, it was amazing being up there and yeah maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So you said that the first place that you worked at was shut down because of Covid and everything so with general aviation opening up again how has that affected your role have you noticed there's been a a steep increase of like more activity or is it sort of been more a gradual thing and it's been sort of less sudden
0: um I think because they they've kind of split it into two so from I think it was the 29th or something you could fly solo or do commercial training and then on the 12th of April you could then fly with an instructor so someone out of your bubble it's kind of it has given it that slightly steadier increase in mm. movement which has been quite nice because I've not been at Oxford that long as well so kind of getting used to busy days um I think my first proper busy day when I sat up there on my own it was interesting it was um yeah, it was definitely a new experience and it was tiring but um yeah now I think this is the first week of really good weather we've had and anyone sees the sun and we're in England and GA is allowed again and they all just mm. rush to their aircraft so it's yeah the, since the 12th of April especially they, there has been the odd really busy day or just it can go from nothing to a big flurry of everyone going in and out and then nothing again and then a big flurry of everyone mm. coming back in and so I mean at Heathrow you've got you know two minutes of departure or whatever they've got um, and it's quite a steady flow and constant but I think at GA airfields you can just have from zero to like 20 in the space of five minutes and it can get a bit crazy sometimes.
1: I've even um, experienced that sort of flying around when you feel like you're the only person Yeah. there and then suddenly... There are about like four people ahead of you trying to get an approach into Oxford. <laughs> yeah. so it's like where where's everyone come from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there were days the booking in phone has just been ringing off the hook. You hang up and the next person's on and you just can't take your headset off all day because everyone wants in on it. So yeah. um yeah, since everyone's been back allowed flying, it there have been a few days of yeah,
1: knackering. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say is the greatest challenge that you've encountered or most difficult thing that you've had to deal with? So for example, when you said setting up the runway, is that quite difficult? I've no <laughs> idea what is what, what's involved in all of that.
0: Um I mean that bit's quite easy it's just switching on some lights and then um you know getting all that stuff ready. I think challenges um I think dealing with any kind of incident is is always a challenge, no matter mm-hmm. how many you've seen. And you're always, you do training every now and then and you're, you're trained for the worst case scenario in any case, you know, when you, when someone calls a pan or something, you're like, no matter how experienced you are, your heart always sinks a little bit. Because I mean, even system, you've got your list of jobs that you need to do if someone calls an emergency or calls a pan or something happens, and it's just, you know, making your way calmly through them and getting everything done, getting an emergency services call getting the right people to know about it you know letting ops know so they know what they need to do Mm -hmm. and just kind of yeah getting through that list of things you need to have done so that you know you get the best possible outcome for whatever's happening. Yeah, I think anytime, even practices, like we have to do practice call outs just so that oh, really? you know we're all ready. And even when I do practice call outs, my hands are shaking a little bit. <laughs> like, I think it feels worse doing a practice because you're kind of annoying the poor fire crew that you're making go out in the rain to do it. <laughs> yeah, it, I think the all the worst case scenarios um is always there in the back of your head. Um, mm. but you know, we're, we're very much ready for it, which
1: is good. Yeah. Um so on the flip side. What would you say is the best bit of your role?
0: Um, I think a lot of it is the kind of varieties, you know, you hear it a lot, but, you know, no day is the same. And it's always something interesting is going to happen. I think a lot of it is the people I've met through it um, and the kind of opportunities that's given me. So I've been able to go flying with people I've met. I've made a lot of friends from the flying schools and just kind of private owners. And sometimes you don't need to ask and they'll just, you know, do you want to come in this Thing and I've I've been taken down to the seaside before. I've oh, been wow. in twins. some of the guys in the tower have managed to go and you know, global Expressers and some of the jets when they're doing maintenance stuff. So, yeah. The, the opportunities you get from it and the people you meet and kind of, and there's one guy based at Oxford who brings in about a hundred boxes of biscuits. So that's oh, a win as what well. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, I think it's very much the people and the kind of places it can take you. I think that, I think it's one
1: of my favorite bits. If you had to do it all again to get to where you are now, would you do it differently? I think I know, I know what the answer would be. <laughs>
0: honestly, because I, I mean, I was looking at Nats before I found my first job at Wickham, but honestly, no, it's been quite nice going through GA airfields. Um, there's a lot more variety. There's a lot more, you know, difference in characters. And yeah, I think for me, at least going through GA airfields and kind of building your way up and going through the system and then eventually paying back what they've given you with your time and enjoying it and not actually paying a penny. Everyone yeah. change it really,
1: yeah. yeah Have a great no, time. <laughs> that that sounds like a great route to go down. Yeah, because you are getting that experience and you are meeting people. You'd be learning in a more natural environment as opposed yeah. to sort of i, I don't know what, what's involved in the NATS course. sorry
0: yeah no it's, it's nice being able to sit as an assistant and you know watch controllers you get to know the airfield and everything and you can literally watch what you then want to be doing and you know move a meter across the room and you mm. there
1: hopefully how long will you be an assistant for before you're not an assistant <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so it kind of it depends so when i was at wickham whilst it was still an air traffic unit i was kind of next in line for a course but now at oxford um obviously there's there's a few more assistants there so i think there's four or five guys that are almost i don't want to call it like a queue, but yeah they're um, yeah i think you at oxford at least you're generally an assistant for a, around three four
1: years okay
0: yeah there's a good amount of time to kind of build up your knowledge you know you've got a few trainers there that you can always ask questions yeah
1: hmm. if someone came up to you and said look i'm really interested in becoming an air traffic controller or an air traffic control assistant what advice would you give them
0: I mean, the first thing is maybe Nats. It's always a kind of straight line in um, if you wanted to go that route or just start hanging around airfields, to be fair. Mm. If there's not an assistant job going or a air traffic job going, you know, you can always start from, if there's an ops job going at an airfield and you can, you know, keep in contact, get to know air traffic, next time there's a job open, you know, be the one to get first in there, get any kind of job. I know a few people at Oxford that have gone from uh, refuel to ground handlers to fire crew to ops and then into air traffic there's 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 roots once you're kind of in a company mm. and you get to know the people and you just start socializing networking yeah once, once you're in somewhere and you've got your name out there just yeah slowly build your way up
1: if you yeah because I don't know about you but I've found everyone that I've met over the last two two and a half years really really friendly and like like you said at the beginning Um, like just really willing to help and sort of take you under their wing and show you the ropes and everything. And hopefully that's something that will continue to happen throughout both of our um, careers. As an air traffic control assistant, I'm just really interested to hear about your day-to-day and sort of what you get up to. And, you know, obviously every day is different, but I didn't realise that there was like a morning and like an evening shift, but obviously that makes sense because the airfield is open quite early, especially in the summertime. I remember when I was training you could call up and extend the closing times for doing like night circuits and stuff
0: oh yeah we've got I think we had one of those yesterday where the guys stayed until half 10 last week we had we stayed open until I think it was five minutes to midnight for one of the jets to come back oh my gosh so, yeah they um you do occasionally you've got to be quite flexible but, you know you always get paid over time if you need yeah. to um, get quite well looked after in return
1: mm. yeah that's definitely something that I've learned learned about is actually the whole sort of being bonded to your training um and just getting that experience. I thought that there was only one or two routes in. Yeah, Um,
0: in in terms of getting in and networking and you know not actually having to pay a penny, it's it's yeah, it's a good route to get into.
1: But it's just annoying with COVID and everything. I would have loved to have like come up to the tower and you know I know we've not had a visitor in ages. It's sad. We
0: still get a lot of people call up and instructors asking, oh can we Come and have a look, and it is helpful for you guys as well as students to, you know, see it from our perspective, and even see that you know talking to air traffic isn't as scary as a lot of people seem at first. Mm. Yeah, when I first started not in air traffic, the thought of talking to anyone from a tower on a radio was just the worst feeling. Yeah. But actually, I I try and talk to you know I occasionally talk to students down in the hallways and stuff, and Mm. they you know they go on about it. They're like, oh my god this person I called for taxi and said the wrong thing and it was just awful and like really we, we don't mind it sometimes we laugh at it but mm. it is quite a threatening thing to do at first but I think getting to know the people and being able to come up to the tower and we're all quite most of the time quite happy friendly yeah, people definitely. a cup of coffee or two it's nice to be able to see really
1: and I didn't actually realize either that you printed off physical strips and you like, physically moved them from... Yeah,
0: I have I have paper clips, permanent paper um, cuts on my fingers, you have <laughs> strip holders. <laughs> I just got my war wounds from work.
1: <laughs> but, but even just like small things like that, and actually knowing that there is another person on the other side of the radio, it's not just a voice. I remember when yeah. I was training, when I first started training, um, I used to practice like my initial call <laughs> to the tower, and I was driving in with. Um, my friend Zach and I was practicing in the car to him got it you know perfectly I knew what I was gonna say and as soon as I got on the aircraft I just messed up but (laughs) it's it's nice to know that you know you can have a laugh about it um, on your on your end and and even like further on in the training you hear people like really nervous on the radio and I just (laughs) want to tell them it's gonna be fine
0: (laughs) yeah even like people doing their commercial exams they're that nervous that their radio just comes out Sometimes horrendously, and we're not angry at it at all. It's just it's a little bit funny, to be fair. Mm. I think one of my um friends, when she first started her flight training, I was sat in the tower while she was flying, and her first ever call to her traffic control was um golf whatever her reg was request taxi for something, and then just stopped, and you could hear the rest of the voice just shaking as she was oh, flying, awesome. and it was really sweet. now I, I had a guy um on our Oxford Instagram. He um he messaged me today. He had an exam. And he even he said, oh, thank you so much for, I think, I wasn't down a radar, but he was like, oh, it felt like to me that you cleared me a path back to Oxford and I didn't have to do this. And, you know, thank God, because I was so
1: nervous. So just thank you so
0: much for looking after me. And it was really,
1: really sweet to hear. And he passed, which is good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ATC has saved, I don't want to say saved me, that's quite dramatic. (laughs) But, when I was flying to I think Cardiff from Oxford and the weather was just so bad so I called up I was speaking to uh, Bry's radar and I just was like just in plain English I didn't even I was really nervous <laughs> plain English I was just like I have I have to de, to turn back to Oxford uh, due to weather a uh, request oh. I was like, like requests and I was like please can you help me and he was like yeah <laughs> stand by maintain this altitude squawk this that and the other and then literally oh. direct from probably the seven bridges direct to oxford which is oh just times like that atc have just been so helpful and it's nice that it's nice that people get in touch with you and you can see that um, yeah you know people thanking you because it is what you do it goes without saying so important and it's so nice just to hear like a friendly voice when you're having a bit of a stressful situation it's really nice um
0: i mean we are an air traffic service so we're there for you guys so I mean, you hear a lot of people saying, Oh, I got a little bit lost, but I was too embarrassed or too nervous to call D D D on one two one five. But it's I mean, we're never gonna get angry. And if you're if you're struggling or, or if there's something wrong or if you're lost, we
1: will clear a path for you and we'll get yeah. you back. Oh, it, I, I was definitely not embarrassed about that. Any time <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, I don't like this. Um, I was just <laughs> just asked. Or yeah. yeah, I was always just asking and stuff. So he um is. yeah atc just like i said just that friendly voice yeah. um as well really 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 helpful and i i know that i was so nervous to begin with not even <laughs> just talking to someone else just like with the radios and trying to sound like professional and trying to sound like <laughs> i knew what i was doing when i didn't yeah is there anything else you'd like to sort of talk about about your experiences or your background or anything that we haven't mentioned that you'd like to chat about? Um.
0: I think in fairness I should kind of give a kudos to Booker Gliding Club as well of course because that was kind of where I got started once I kind of went past kind of hanging around Airfield with my dad I went I found gliding and yet yeah, from doing kind of duty days there and you'd kind of work for your flights with them and getting to know Airfield Operations and they're the ones that kind of put me in contact with the tower when they told me about the job I should kind of yeah a big thank you to them as well of course.
1: Cool. So thank you so much, Maddie, for you. joining me on my podcast. Um that was good Yeah, I, I hope you've enjoyed it. I, I do love
0: nerding out about the job every now
1: and then. <laughs> it's really interesting to hear about a different perspective. Thank you for taking the time to have a chat with me. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very Bye. much. <laughs> Bye. A huge thank you again to maddie for having a chat with me and providing an insight into air traffic. I hope you learned something new. Um, I definitely did. (laughs) Uh, I also would like to say uh, thank you to my friend Mikey who provided the intro and outro effects for um, my podcast. I've realised that I've never actually mentioned him. So thank you, Mikey. Uh, Look out for the next episode where I chat to Gillian. She's a senior cabin crew member at a large UK airline and we chat about all that's involved in initial cabin crew training and the importance of CRM and lots of other things. See you next time. (laughs)
0: Beyond the Cockpit with Grace McKellar Find us and like us on social media Search at Beyond the Cockpit